0: All right, what is up, everyone? It's Zach, and today I'm here with a very special guest. I am here with Holly Henderson. Holly, how are you today?
1: I'm great, thank you. How are you?
0: Good. I'm doing well. Thanks for asking, and thanks for taking some time to be a part of this today.
1: Of course.
0: Awesome. So, for those of you listening back home, Holly is a fellow Chippewa. So, fire up chips. She graduated. Fire up. She graduated from Central (laughs) Michigan University, um, just like I did. Just uh a year later than me, I believe, or a year or two later. But um, yeah, that's where we first connected and met. And then since then, she has been uh, getting her MBA at the University of Colorado in Boulder. And um, the really cool thing that uh, is, is a new kind of endeavor for her that I, I'm excited to hear about is um, she's gotten the entrepreneur bug and is started her own business called Free Takeout. So that's that's her baby. That's what she's working on now. And I'm, I'm super excited to learn a little bit more about it. But um, that's just a little bit about Holly. Do you mind kind of sharing a little bit more about your background, what you're doing and all that good stuff?
1: Yeah, definitely. So yeah, like Zach said, I studied graphic design at Central. I graduated in 2019. So yeah, I think just a year behind you. Yep. And I worked for a few years at, in an apparel startup in Detroit, which I absolutely loved. But I didn't really have like the business background to further me in my career. So I decided to go back to school and what better place to move to than to Boulder, Colorado. So I headed out here about two years ago. And last December, I launched free takeout with a couple of my classmates. And it is a clothing brand. So I get to kind of leverage my background in both apparel and with my design background and tie in those business things I've been learning, which has been great. It's been so fun.
0: I love that. Yeah, and it's it's really cool to kind of see everything meshing together like you said your graphic design, retail, and then the business just all kind of perfectly blending together to to make free takeout.
1: Yeah, yeah, definitely.
0: Awesome. So I know that you said when you were working at that um, you know, in the apparel industry, that's kind of when you first found that passion did you ever consider kind of going that route like when you're getting your your undergrad degree or anything?
1: No and honestly me getting a graphic design degree was kind of shocking I was always more of like a math person growing up um, very Mm -hmm. academically focused and then after high school I was just kind of burnt out I wanted something that invigorated me a little bit more so design was something I knew nothing about but seemed really interesting and so I kind of headed on that path with Out thinking too much about the future, (laughs) but things kind of fell into place for me, which I got pretty lucky about.
0: Okay, gotcha. So then kind of like now fast forward to your current situation, getting an MBA, that kind of maybe would would have made more sense to you or to people that know you back like in high school then with kind of that more math focus?
1: Yeah, definitely. Like I was thinking like either like business or engineering or something like that when I was in high school. And then by senior year, I was like, I need to do something that I haven't done before.
0: Gotcha, excellent. And then, did you always kind of envision grad school being something that you would be doing, or was that really kind of after getting the retail experience and wanting to kind of further that knowledge?
1: Yeah, I always kind of thought that um, grad school would be somewhere on my life path, but I didn't really know where it would fit in. I after undergrad, I really, really loved the art program at Central and. Mm -hmm. I was really interested in getting a master of fine arts and with that you can teach collegiately. You don't have to have a PhD. So that was originally my plan. And then just with my experience working, I did really enjoy my job and I liked the business aspects of it, but I kind of didn't know what I was talking about a lot of the time. So it was like talking about things and I have like a 70% idea of what I'm actually saying, but I wasn't (laughs) as confident as I could be. So I just kind of wanted to access more of my potential that way.
0: Okay. Awesome. And how did the opportunity um, at the the apparel place in Detroit, how did that come about? Was that just like, you're looking for some work to just make some money and then you found out that you loved it or like, was it kind of like an internship or connection or anything like that?
1: Yeah. So um, there's like a clothing brand aspect of the company as well as a lot of B2B type stuff. So the clothing okay. brand is called York Project and it was started by somebody that is five years my senior, six years my senior, and that I went to high school with. Um, so, like, I always knew of the brand. It was always kind of in the back of my mind. But I, um, I graduated college. I did like a summer working at a summer camp in New Mexico. Moved back to Michigan and started this job that I like really, really hated, and I wanted to quit it immediately. And mm-hmm. so I was like, okay, I need to find another job right now, and. I, which I don't recommend anybody to do. Um, <laughs> not not a wise career move, but I ended up finding this other opportunity with York project. And it was still, I think a company that would be considered in its infancy at that point. Okay. And the stars just kind of aligned where I applied. They got back to me right away. Um, I joined at like a really critical point where I could really be part of their growth and grow with the company. So it was like a lot of change happening really quickly and, they, I guess, just saw a lot of potential in me and trusted me with a lot of things that I don't know if I had the confidence in myself at the time to do. But I'm really glad that they saw that within me because I think it just exposed me to a whole new world.
0: Yeah, I love that. That's really awesome. And now, Holly, you were talking about earlier how you kind of were feeling that burn burnout um, around like end of high school and everything. And maybe that's what led you to, to study something different like graphic design design. Um, How how has the burnout been since then? Is it still something you feel or have you kind of found your way to navigate through that?
1: Yeah. I mean, I think that it kind of comes and goes and I feel like that's kind of like a natural thing with like Mm -hmm. your work-life balance always is kind of like ebbing and flowing. Like when I moved out to Colorado before that, I was, I mean, it's like a big life change to quit your job and start school again. And like leading up to it, I was working a ton. I really wanted to leave them in a good place when I left. So I was feeling just kind of unsure of my path when I started grad school. So I feel like I had a lot of those similar feelings where I was like, oh, maybe my work ethic like isn't what I thought it was because I'm not as engaged. You're like, I'm not really mm-hmm. like hitting it as hard lately. But I think that it was just kind of like a period in my life where I wasn't as sure of where I was going and you know, I had worked really hard the last few years and I kind of just like needed a little bit of a break and wasn't as passionate about what I was doing in that moment because I didn't really know where I was going yet.
0: Yeah. And I think that that's, at least from my experiences and and when I talk to other people around our age, like that's kind of like the common experience of like, you know, in your 20s, it's such an exciting time, but I don't know if any of us truly have an idea of what's going on or what we even want out of our lives or what we're doing or pursuing. So I think it's it's a good point that you brought up. Of it. It's just like it can be an uncertain time and that could kind of shake your confidence or make you second guess some of your decisions.
1: Yeah, I feel like your 20s is such an exciting time, but it's like you need to keep saying that to yourself to remember it because it's also like full of so much uncertainty and self-doubt mm-hmm. and imposter syndrome and all these other negative things that you really need to fight. And really be able to like be vulnerable, I think, with yourself and with other people to know, okay, like we're all doing our best, like trying to figure out what we want out of life, trying different things. And like, this is like a decade of just experimenting around and trying to see what sticks.
0: Yeah, I think that's, that's very well put. And just to give context to, or an example to anyone listening, like I think even just connecting with Holly right now is a good example of like from the outside looking in since we graduated at Central, I could look at what Holly's been doing and I'm like, oh my gosh, she's doing awesome. She knows everything. She has a great plan and everything's figured out. Then, you know, I'm sure in her mind and even as she was just kind of alluding to like post-college, there's a lot of times like, what am I doing? Do I even know what I'm doing? Do I have my life together? So even like the people that we think might have it all figured out because we feel like we don't. I mean, we're all in the same boat, honestly.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I don't think anybody knows what they're doing. I think we all just like we either are faking it till we make it or we kind of know what we're doing and we're just right. going along with it.
0: Yeah. And I think like something that a lot of people have asked me and, and get asked around this age is like, what do you want to do like for your career? What do you want to do with your life or where do you want to live or whatever? And I've kind of learned that sometimes it's almost like instead of learning what you want to do, sometimes it helps to learn what you don't want to do and kind of like work backwards that way.
1: Oh, yeah, absolutely. And I think um, being in grad school right now has been so crucial because everybody asks you, what do you want to do when you graduate? And it's Mm -hmm. just like such a forward thinking program that you really have to analyze. So it's been really great because I've gotten to have like a lot of interesting conversations with people across different industries and in different roles To understand what they do and trying to ask myself like, okay, can I envision myself at a company like that or in a role like that and really try to figure it out? But I think it's just the question that everybody is always asking themselves. is like, who am I and what do I want to do?
0: Right. Definitely. And now with your journey of going into grad school now, do you think that kind of having time off between undergrad and grad school has been beneficial? Or I mean, if you could somehow go back in time, would you have wanted to go straight into grad school? Do you have any thoughts on that?
1: Yeah, absolutely. I am so happy that I worked for a few years before coming back to grad school. And I'm still on the young end of my program. Um, Most people are around like 28, 29, I I think that just having that experience and something to kind of add context to when you're in classes talking about all of these theoretical things, it's so helpful to have Mm -hmm. real world experiences where you can really tie it all together. Because without that, I think that it's just it's hard to retain as much of it because it doesn't all seem relevant or you don't know what should be the most relevant. So I definitely am glad. I also just I think that I matured a lot in the 2 years that i had working before going back to school and i think that that just helped me really like appreciate what grad school is.
0: Yeah, definitely. And did you have any concerns or anything going back to grad school after having a gap in in your time in college?
1: Oh, absolutely. Okay. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I yeah. Yeah, it was a very very difficult decision for me. I really had no idea if a business degree was actually what I wanted out of life. And it was kind yeah. of a gamble for me, but I just felt like I needed to, like, I felt like I could do something bigger and I was ready to move on. And I just didn't know where to go next. So it just seemed like the next logical step, but I was still petrified to take that step. Sure.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. And, and the reason that I, I was asking those kind of questions is I just think it's it's interesting to hear your journey because um, for me myself, um, I, I graduated from Central in 2018, worked for about two years, coincidentally, in retail, <laughs> similar to yourself. And then uh, 2020, I went back to some Sunday- masters And I, I graduated um, this past summer or spring, spring 2022. Congratulations. Thank you. Thank you. I've had a lot of people kind of ask that question that I I just asked you of like, you know, if you could go back, would you have just gone straight into a master's or like, how would you feel having that gap in between? And I think you, you did a great job explaining my exact feelings to it of it's like, yeah, maybe it would have been nice. But I think for me, it gave me that life experience that made the application of like the theoretical things that you learn in the classroom so much more applicable or just it helped me with being able to do my my capstone and just understand what was going on in my classes from a more tangible and versus just like reading the textbook so I think that that's very true and I would encourage anyone to like not feel like they're behind or like they're doing it like backwards or wrong if you do want to take off time between degrees
1: oh yeah absolutely and even like the sense of, like, graduating undergrad, I feel like Central has such, like, a close-knit community mm-hmm. that it was so sad for me to leave that. So being able to come back to school and rebuild that same kind of community, but in, like, a different, more adult way, I guess. Yeah. I have such a greater appreciation for it now than I would have if I would have just come straight from undergrad, I think. I think that Definitely. Yeah, just, like knowing how valuable it is to meet people and right. being able to really appreciate that.
0: Definitely. So what led you to, to Colorado?
1: Yeah. So I think I mentioned earlier that I spent the summer working in New Mexico and I absolutely yep. loved it. I loved just like the Western culture and it was a lot more relaxed and beautiful. And, you know, like what isn't there to love about out West? And right. so I started researching grad schools a little bit and I wanted to go somewhere that had a little bit, like, was a little bit more well-known, like, had a little bit more notoriety around it, and within the Rocky Mountains, CU Boulder was probably the best option, so it was the only school that I applied to, to, and I got in, so I got kind of lucky with that, but I mostly just wanted to move out here and see how I liked it in, like, a more long-term sense, and I have loved it, and I think that moving somewhere so much easier when you have school because you get kind of like a built-in community and support system with it so I'm super grateful for that but yeah I just knew I wanted to be within the mountains somehow Mm some way so it all kind of worked out
0: okay got it and now with your you know your experience in in New Mexico and now in Colorado um, of course you're you're from Michigan originally Mm -hmm. like I know you mentioned that you like the idea of of moving for school, so you have that built in community. Um, what was like that that move like, just out of state? Was that something that you've always kind of like, okay, I want to move out of Michigan at some point, or was it kind of intimidating to any extent for you to kind of go out on your own?
1: Yeah, I it was pretty intimidating. I um, when I initially was going away to school, I did my first year at Wayne State, so I could commute because I just didn't feel ready to leave home yet. I've always been more of a homebody and have had like a lot more anxiety around that idea. Um, Mm -hmm. So, you know, I transferred to Central. I had internships where I did a summer in New York and then a summer in New Mexico. So I had some experience moving away from home. But even like the two years after undergrad, I was living at home with my parents again. So I had kind of like this really nice security blanket. But I knew that it was time for me to move on to something different and get more experience and greater experiences within my life. So I think that so much of it comes down to the attitude and like acknowledging the fact that you are going to feel lonely. You are going to have days that are really hard and it might take a while for you to meet friends. But if you go into it still with like that positive attitude and like a realistic expectation and giving yourself a kind of a layer of grace, if you are having a hard time, I think that that helps a lot. And I mean, I think that, school did make it a lot easier because within a month I was busy all the time so you, you have a lot less time to be homesick when you're super busy
0: yeah I think that that's a great point of just having that positivity but also being realistic and then just giving yourself grace too I think that um sometimes it can be easy for us to expect the world out of out of us and our decisions and, you know, the things that we do. But really it's just kind of being patient and understanding and knowing that like when you make big life changes, they're not going to be perfectly smooth sailing. There's going to be hiccups. There's going to be, you know, Mistakes, there's gonna be a lot of learning, but it's just kind of being patient with yourself and knowing that like it's okay to like stumble or it's okay if things don't go perfectly the first time, just to kind of like take your time with it and enjoy the process as like cliche as that might sound.
1: Yeah. And I mean no matter what with with nearly every experience, it's going to be a learning experience. There's gonna be bad in it, there's gonna be good in it. Sometimes bad will outweigh the good, sometimes vice versa. But no matter what you can learn from it and grow from it, I think.
0: Definitely how do you kind of keep that mentality like when when you're really going through it or when things are getting tough like how do you have that kind of like growth mindset or how can you kind of keep that level-headedness and say like okay like things are going to work out things are going to be okay you know how do you how do you have that resilience or what helps you with that
1: um I think that part of it is really being conscious to avoid like the thought spiral of Mm. Yeah. Like, you know, starting to build up and starting to overthink and just kind of going deeper and deeper. And I feel like with each layer of that, you kind of lose touch with reality a little bit more. So really keeping both feet on the ground about it. And I think talking to like having a really good support system is so important. Being able to talk with them very candidly about the things that you're going through. Um, I have, you know, great friends out here. I'm in like a women's leadership forum where we just, you know, talk about struggles that we have and Mm -hmm. having that layer of vulnerability, but then also just remembering that everything that you have experienced so far in your life, when you have experienced something horrible or bad and you thought like, Oh my gosh, what am I going to do next? How am I going to get through it? How am I going to figure this out? Whether you got like fired or failed a test or like whatever at this point, in your life you have moved on from it you figured it out everything does work out Mm -hmm. sometimes it's hard sometimes it's painful but everything ends everything the good ends the bad ends everything ends so I think that just being so conscious of that and I think the more you put yourself out there the more risks you take the more failure you're going to see but then the more failure you see the more resilient you become
0: yeah yeah, I totally agree. So I'm curious, do you do you have any experience in in things like meditating or just like mindfulness or anything like that?
1: Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I um I love a good going on a good walk or yeah. yoga or meditating. I really need to have like that mindfulness time yeah. um to stay sane.
0: Okay, perfect. Cause it, it just sounds like from hearing you talk, like you just have that strong sense of of self and a And you're able to kind of keep level through being present and just aware of your situations. And I think that that, for me at least, like that's come a lot from from me doing things like um, mindfulness activities or meditation or just kind of disconnecting a bit and just really like looking in in, um, amongst yourself and just like examining your thoughts and kind of where you're at.
1: Yeah, yeah, I think that it's one of those things where it's difficult because you don't really see the results right away, but <laughs> That's I think true. that once you kind of get into that habit, you might not even see the results, but if you stop doing it, then you're going to see yes, the negative yep. <laughs> parts. But yeah, yeah, I definitely big on the mindfulness. I think that it's okay. really beneficial.
0: Perfect. And, you know, Holly, can you um, just kind of walk us through a little bit, just uh, everything with free takeout, like how, how did it all start? I know you mentioned with some of your classmates and just what that journey has been like for you. I'd love to hear a bit about that.
1: Yeah, I'm so stoked to talk about it. So uh, me and some of my classmates were on a camping trip and it, we were about to leave and go home we were in a coffee shop just like you know kind of like recapping the weekend and mm-hmm. one of us was scrolling on instagram got like a pop-up ad for some t-shirt company and we were looking at it and we we're like oh wow like that's so cool and then we were like yeah i mean like we we could do that better yeah for sure and so we kind of just started like spitballing from there and it ended up forming into free takeout and so the whole idea behind the company is like free takeout is the free things that you take away from every experience, like the memories that you make and the friendships that you build. So it is like primarily like T-shirts and sweatshirts, but we use mostly my parents' old photos as the prints on the shirts. So we're really trying to kind of convey the sense of like, it doesn't matter what you're doing. What matters is who you're with. Right. Um, especially like... I all of my friends pretty much just like when you ask people why they moved to Colorado they're like oh I love like the skiing the hiking the mountains the camping but looking back on my time here although it's been pretty short in the grand scheme of things the best part about moving here has been like the people that I've made or the people that I've met the memories that I've made and just getting to know people but having kind of the outdoors act as like a catalyst in that relationship growth
0: that's so cool. Yeah, I, I love the concept behind it. And I think it's just, it's a great reminder. Like you said, it's it's about the things that you take away from these experiences, experiences and the connections. And I think like sometimes we might get caught up in like, not really always appreciating fully what we're getting out of the things that we're doing. So I think it, it kind of helps remind us like, there's so much that come out of all these life experiences that are so important to us.
1: Yeah. And there's like so many outdoor companies, especially ones even based out here in Colorado. And so many of them really just have that like sending it kind of attitude, which definitely doesn't resonate with me. Like, I like skiing. Am I like going down double blacks? Absolutely not. So I just didn't necessarily feel like I had a brand that represented me because it's like you're doing all of these individual sports, but you're doing them with really great people. And I we all kind of wanted to highlight that aspect of it because that was really what had meant the most to all of us about it.
0: Awesome. And, and and you mentioned that like a lot of the designs are old pictures from your parents. What, what led you to want to do that?
1: Yeah. So with my graphic design degree and undergrad, that's like a fine arts degree technically. Mm-hmm. So a lot of, you kind of learn to develop your own art practice and a lot of mine really revolved around like the way that people make memories and You know how memories are formed, and trying to like really think about those things and attempt to answer them. So, a lot of my source material was already either like old books that I had thrifted or um, my dad's yearbook that I photocopied and things like that. Mm -hmm. And so, I was already using a lot of that material in the art that I was making. And so, it was kind of like a natural progression, but it's also like, I don't know, we use a lot of these photos from my parents. Like we just did a ski collection and last week my dad was on a ski trip with the same people that are in those (laughs) pictures from 40 years ago. So it's just kind of emphasizing the longevity of the connections that are made. Um, I've always been the type of person, my parents have always been the type of people to like, once I make a friend, like you are in my life and I will probably have like give you a hard time of ever trying to leave my life. Like (laughs) my best friend, I've known her for as long as I can remember yeah and that's just kind of like the way that i was raised with my values around friendship and i really like that idea of promoting like yeah the longevity of friendships like you everything in your life can change but these relationships can be a constant point where you can always lean on
0: yeah i think that's really cool and it definitely i mean i could imagine for you like those photos it just gives it another kind of like I don't know, just like personal touch to everything you're creating and everything you're sharing with others. I think that that just really is a cool thing that you you get to experience as well.
1: Yeah, and it's been really cool too because for pretty much every piece that we put out, I've gotten to, you know, call up my parents and learn the stories behind the photos. And it just, it adds like a whole nother element of, kind of history and meaning behind each of the pieces because it's like how many sweatshirts do you have in your closet like how many of them do are you able to kind of formulate that kind of connection with and have like a story with and know that there's real people behind it instead of it being like you know a mass-produced hoodie from H&M or whatever where you you probably know 10 other people that have one versus you know something where it's like you can say like you know this was somebody's dad and like he was doing this and like yeah. have just like that level of personal, per, not personality, but personalness, yeah. I guess. Um, but yeah, yeah. I just really love that. I really love like when you meet people for the first time and you feel like you've known them forever. Mm-hmm. I want that same kind of um, attitude with free takeout.
0: Definitely. And it, it's cool too. like you said, when you call up your, your parents and kind of talk to them about like, Oh, like I like this picture we're going to use it and kind of like hear the back, the backstory and just information about it. It sounds like you've always had a pretty solid relationship with with your parents, but it sounds like it's also another way for you to just learn more and just to build that personal connection in your life and just like foster that relationship um, and just kind of take in, you know, those experiences and and then to see it. You know, this was a memory, and now it's here in the present time. And now to see it's on a hoodie or whatever—it's just a really cool kind of full circle moment. It sounds like,
1: yeah, yeah. I've always been so close with my parents, Mm -hmm. and I've always loved stories. Like when I was a kid, like going to bed, it's like, please tell me a story (laughs) from your life before you took me, and I need to know something new. So I think that that's just always something that I've kind of carried with me. Especially, I think going into adulthood, you kind of learn more of like your parents aren't just these like perfect beings that are mom Mm -hmm. and dad uh, they're human beings and they have stories and fuck ups and (laughs) faults and it's really fun to kind of get to know them and get to know kind of who they were when they were my age and just a different side of them that I never got to meet, but now I get to hear about.
0: Yeah. Awesome. And I'm, I know you mentioned that with free takeout, there's collections, right? Like you just mentioned that there's a a skiing collection that uh, recently came out. Is that kind of the the mentality moving forward? Just like releasing separate uh, collections that are themed around something specific.
1: Yeah. So our first collection was just kind of a general one to you know put something out there and kind of try to develop our branding a little bit. And moving forward, it's all going to be themed around. Like our slogan is "It's who you blank with." So mm-hmm. this one was "It's who you ski with." Um, and there's just so many different possible iterations to have in the future of like camping hiking um even like adventuring traveling eating all of these different things and i know my team and i have just so many ideas and like so many directions that we're so excited to take this brand but um yeah and then this way also once items sell out we don't restock them so then that way like we don't have to sit on inventory so hopefully that like creates a more sustainable business model in terms of like environmental sustainability um you know, we don't want to be creating a ton of stuff that people don't want. We'd rather create a couple of things and have people buy them that really love them than, you know, just have them everywhere.
0: Awesome. Yeah, I think that that's really cool. And it it's nice that I think that's a cool kind of like business model just to have with the collections and they're kind of, you know, limited and um, just if it really resonates with you, like maybe skiing really resonates with you. So you want to get something from this collection, but maybe the next one, you're like, yeah, like it's cool, but maybe I don't resonate with camping as much. So, you know, it's it's kind of like how it connects with you. There's just like different ways that the, the consumer can go with it. And I think that's pretty cool.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And like not every collection, like you said, will be for everybody, but we want to make things that do resonate with people, mm-hmm. especially the people who like, yeah, like I want to get outside and I want to go camping, but, you know, I'm not a master camper. I'm not going to be backpacking for three weeks at a time across Appalachian Trail like I'm just (laughs) going to hang out with my friends and like that's still such a valid way to experience the outdoors and it's yeah I just I love being able to kind of speak to that experience
0: yeah and I love that that kind of that goes back to what you were talking about earlier about like when you were kind of looking for something for yourself and it's like well you're not this extreme, you know, outdoor athlete or or whatever, um, extreme sport person. So it's like, what can I find that resonates with me? And I think it sounds like what you're doing with free takeout is it's just kind of that all inclusive, like anyone can be a part of this. Like you don't have to be, you know, top climber in your state you don't have to be you know a, a crazy talented mm-hmm. snowboarder you can just enjoy the experiences in the company And like you said it's a valid way to enjoy the outdoors and those activities
1: yeah exactly and i do feel like with apparel it's this industry that has such a negative viewpoint for its sustainable aspects but by creating mm-hmm. things that really encourages people like yes you do belong in the outdoor space you Along there as much as the guy who's on the cover of Outside Magazine, I think that that helps to hopefully turn people into more environmental advocates. And mm. if these clothes can act as a catalyst for that, then I think that it still could have at least a net neutral, if not net positive impact, rather than just you know a T-shirt for T-shirt's sake.
0: Right. Yeah. So I know, like you've you've of course really enjoyed the outdoors and something that you're really passionate about has the environmental aspect always just a a pretty core thing that you're passionate about?
1: Yeah, I think, well, there was, um, central's alternative breaks, I think really opened my eyes to a lot actually. So just going on these like different week long volunteer trips where you're learning about community and issues they are facing. And, um, some of the ones that I went on were environmentally focused, which I think just opened my eyes to how big the world is and how extreme some of the environmental problems are. And I think that, you can't be in the fashion industry without acknowledging how much damage it does to the environment and without actively trying to search for solutions or at mm-hmm. least be aware of what's going on it's something that i think so much about i read a ton of books about it um and it's just it's a really difficult complex issue because people aren't going to stop wearing clothes tomorrow but how do we create fashion for good and how do we is it like new materials? I know there's like biotech startups, which is like a whole nother rabbit hole I could go right. down that I'm not going to. But <laughs> um, yeah, just trying to kind of figure out the balance because I do think it's the industry that I fit in based on you mm-hmm. know my passions and interests and all of those things. But how do I enter into this industry while still making a positive impact?
0: Yeah, definitely. I think that that's an interesting aspect that you brought up about, like how enter into the industry I think of you know apparel and and clothing it's a very very competitive marketplace it's very oversaturated with just different brands and companies and everything so it's kind of like how do you find your way into it and I'm curious like how how do you think you have been able to find your way and find your niche and find your audience
1: yeah I think that It kind of goes back to what we were talking about, just in the sense of, um, you know, trying to create something for the people who Mm -hmm. like the outdoors, but like the born to be mild kind of people. (laughs) Um, Yeah. And just trying to turn them into environmental advocates, trying to be really mindful of the companies that we're working with to source our products, trying to just do good business and be transparent whenever we can and however we can. Um, And it is, it's tricky. It's a tricky industry. And I do think that as time goes on, I am sure that I will explore different paths within fashion, within my uh, career and just Mm -hmm. find different ways that I can positively impact this industry, because that's something that, even in my last job back in Detroit, like that was something I thought about all the time of like, okay, where is all of this going at the end of the day? Because we're doing it on a much larger scale where it's like right. I'm, I could see up to a few thousand shirts within the span of a day. Mm-hmm. Like that's, that's so much. That's yeah. so much clothing. Like where's that all going? Is it going to end up in a landfill? What's going to happen to it? And so right. just trying to you know like you want people to buy what you're selling but at the same time it's kind of a conundrum because you're also like well be really mindful with what you purchase and you know take care of the things that you do have and that's just yeah another reason why we're doing that like limited inventory strategy is because we don't want to promote the overconsumption. we don't want to just have throwaway teas we have Really high quality garments that are made by people who make at least a living wage, if not better. And I, I do like myself. My business partner does like the sewing of our patches and onto beanies and stuff herself. So being a little bit more integrated, I think, into the supply chain process helps to feel a little bit better about it.
0: That is really cool that you and and um, one of your partners are are. That involves with kind of like the supply chain and um, the actual apparel itself. I feel like that's something that you don't necessarily always hear all the time. So it's really cool to hear that you are that heavily involved.
1: Yeah. I think that most people think that like machines just make your t shirts and stuff. Yeah. (laughs) I think I'm sure that there's like some technology somewhere that does. But for the most part, it's still people that are there like sewing your clothes together. And I mean, we're not doing that part of it, but. I don't know. I think that us doing the printing is still like a good reminder that, you know, everything that we're making, human hands have touched. And that's a really important thing to consider.
0: Definitely. And I think like for me as a consumer, it's like, it just makes it more meaningful. It makes it more impactful. It makes me more just interested in supporting a business like that, that there is that kind of just intentionality behind it and, and almost just care, I think is a good way to put it. It just feels like there's more care that goes into a brand. Um, it just makes me more prone to want to see it succeed and to, to support. It and I think it can make a big difference.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, that's what we're trying to do, I guess.
0: Yeah. Awesome. I love it. And, you know, what would be, I guess, if you've, if you've thought about it, like what's the the goals or like what's the plan for free takeout? Like where do you want to see it go or grow into?
1: Yeah. So I really, I don't necessarily know like how it'll look or what it's going to be. I know I'm still applying for jobs and everything after I graduate. And Mm -hmm. I plan on keeping it on as like a little side hustle in the meantime. But if in any way, shape or form, this could become a full-time career for me, I would absolutely love my life. And so I think that just (laughs) figuring out a way that we can see sustainable and realistic growth and be, I really like the idea of being really connected with our consumer base. Cause that just really goes along with our brand mission and that's who we are. I love talking to new people. I love getting to know new places, people, communities, whatever. And so I think that just figuring out a way to turn it into something a little bit bigger, get a little bit more people on board with our message. Um, I said recently to a friend he's like oh yeah yeah yeah. write that down but just your story shouldn't die with your photographs I really like the Mm -hmm. idea of like I love my parents so much they are just the best they've been the biggest supporters throughout this entire thing too and they have you know a lot of really great stories a lot of really mundane stories too but like these stories shouldn't die with photographs I think it's really important to remember how we are all connected and like how you know, how memories form over time and we all have intricate lives and every stranger that you pass has a life a life that's just as special and meaningful as your own and just trying to really do that just on a bigger scale
0: I love that that's that just makes me really happy to hear I think it's really cool (laughs) and it just I can tell just through this conversation how passionate you are about what you're all doing with free takeout and just I think it's like it just it seems like it's something to me where just the concept behind free takeout it, it makes you just stop and think and just reflect on your life and your connection relationships what you want out of life and just it really it has this like tight-knit close feel and it just makes you kind of feel like you're a part of something bigger and, and like we've kind of talked about it's not like oh i'm buying a hoodie i'm buying a t-shirt and i'm just gonna wear it at like you know whatever I'm gonna donate it after a couple times I wear it or you know throw it out or whatever it sounds like it's something that it's like really it's a story it's a connection it's a it's a feeling that you're getting from what you're all doing there and I I think that that just it it takes something as maybe mundane as clothes shopping for clothing or wearing you know a t-shirt to make it more impactful to, to everyone involved
1: yeah and I think that it's um I don't know. It's kind of reminiscent of my time out here in Colorado as well, because the two people that I started with, Liza and Bella, they were just like the two people where I felt the most at home with in Uh Colorado. And like it was kind of like the first friends that I had made out here where, you know, it was like you know, getting the text like, Hey, I'll be at your house in 10 minutes. Hope you're home kind of thing. (laughs) And that's something that I grew up with. And I really missed when I had first moved out here because you don't have as like, you're meeting all new people. You don't have like that time on your side. So being able to first of all, make those friendships. And then second of all, being able to work with them on this project where we're constantly reflecting on friendship and what it really means to us. Has just been so impactful and so positive, I think, to all three of us. And if you really want to ever test a friendship strength, go into business with them and see how you guys feel <laughs> when you're arguing over what color print should be for, you know, three hours. Right. And being able to do that and have like really difficult conversations mm-hmm. about money and the brand and direction and strategy with these two people that I consider to be my best friends at this point. Um has just, I think, really helped us all grow personally, professionally, and also just in our relationship with each other.
0: That's fantastic. And I know, Holly, you kind of mentioned it a little bit there. But I'm curious to ask, like, throughout this conversation, and maybe someone looking outside, outside in on kind of what you're doing with free free takeout and everything, they might think like, Oh, my gosh, this is amazing. It's like, an incredible, you know, brand, and I love everything about it but I'm sure there has to be some challenging aspects or some difficult things or things that maybe we don't think about when starting your own business. What have been some of like the challenges that you face or maybe the less glamorous aspects of of the journey so far?
1: Yeah, I think that, um, well, I think working with friends, although it's super rewarding, it is really difficult and just requires so much open, honest communication because I've kind of taken the lead with free takeout just because of my past experience. And also just, I like reusing my parents' photos. Like I feel very connected to it Mm -hmm. and trying to delegate tasks to your friends when you're all on the same level, but you're also at the same time kind of like feeling a little bit more of a leadership role is Mm -hmm. something really difficult, but I think has helped me develop a lot as a leader for, um, this most recent drop that we did we went back and forth for like two weeks straight like constantly (laughs) on phone calls and meetings and like just trying to figure out the designs and the three of us we have really different senses of style and they all converge at certain points but we were trying to find something that reflected each of us because that's what we try to make the brand into is something that reflects all three of our different personalities and values and styles and all of those other great kind of things. Um, so like, there's just so many points where you kind of just come to a stalemate and it's like, we're not seeing eye to eye. Like, do we just scrap this and start over? How do we do this? Um, and then just, you know, there's always the chaos. Our first collection, we decided to drop during finals week, which was- <laughs> so silly looking back but yeah yeah, just kind of like running around trying to figure out like getting models for photo shoots is surprisingly difficult um Mm. trying to like get enough content for marketing figuring out how you want everything to come together what more it's basically like me and uh, Liza were talking about this recently one of the business partners and she said like this was something that we made up from our imaginations that has taken over our lives and has given us just an insane amount of work that is only mm-hmm. for essentially ourselves. Like we don't, we don't pay ourselves. We put all of the money back into the company and it's just like, it was an idea like a year ago. This what wasn't even thought of. And yeah. now we all work probably at least 30 or more hours per week trying to make this company into something a little bit bigger, a little bit better. And it's something that like we just completely made up and we just made it so much work for ourselves. And (laughs) it's like kind of funny to think about because it is so rewarding and really great. And if there is anybody that listens that wants to start a business, just absolutely do it. I think that it is such an incredible experience where you learn so much about yourself, but it is just like so much work. And you're like, why am I doing this? I'm not even getting a paycheck yet. Nobody's, nobody's telling me good job. Nobody is, you know, no boss is like waving a promotion in my face for how hard I'm working. It's like, mm-hmm. it's a little bit thankless, but at the same time, when you start seeing traction or, you know, you hear positive feedback from people who purchase your product or get asked to be on a podcast, like things mm-hmm. like that just really make it worth it because you're like, okay, like maybe I am doing something right that resonates.
0: Yeah, definitely. And you, you mentioned earlier that, you know after you graduate and everything you're you're still going to be applying to jobs and you're going to be looking for opportunities for your career and everything and you know one day if if free take out or you know maybe some other endeavor down the road turns out to something that you could be a full-time job like that that's the dream that's the goal i'm curious to get your thoughts on like is there anything particular that made you want to take that approach instead of like a Nope, let's go all in. You know, is is it just kind of like the practicality aspect of it or or what's kind of led you to that path?
1: Yeah, I think it's just the practicality aspect. I think okay. that um I've always been drawn to entrepreneurship, but I've never been a huge risk taker mm-hmm. in my life. So okay. those things can kind of be opposite ends of the spectrum from yeah. each other. But um yeah, we don't have any investors. We're just bootstrapping this ourselves. Um we so it's difficult. And again, like, I think that since we want it to be really sustainable growth, we'd rather grow slow and have it be sure. real and have it be loyal than just, you know, go viral on TikTok and then be forgotten about. And people say, oh, yeah, like, do you remember that thing that happened in March of 2023? That brand? I wonder what happened to them. Like, right. I like, that's not what we're trying to do, even if like that might make us more money or something like that. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I think that just, you know, okay. keep it on the side. It's a little passion project.
0: Yeah, definitely. And knowing that you're not the biggest risk taker or anything, like would you say that that the point where you would potentially turn free takeout into the full-time job, the thing that is maybe providing you, you know, the, your living and everything, would that have to be a very clear, established, like, okay, we've made it to this level, now I can do it? Or – would you do you think you might take a little bit of a leap of faith at some time at some point in the future
1: i i could see myself taking a, li- a leap of faith it would have yeah. to be a more calculated leap of faith than if sure. i were to just be like nope this is my full time thing forever right um, but yeah i could definitely see myself doing that because at a certain point um somebody that I met with recently was telling me entrepreneurship is essentially you betting on yourself and yeah. betting on how much you believe that you can succeed in whatever this thing is that you're trying to do. And I do believe in that. I just think that the timeline is going to be a little bit different. Right. Um, but once we get a little bit more traction, once we grow a bit more, I, I could see myself taking that leap of faith. I've always been yeah. uh, drawn to entrepreneurship and, really self-motivated in that aspect so it's definitely something that I would love to explore you know even if it's just for a year that I'm doing it full-time I and then I change my mind and I do something else I think that it's just like what a great learning experience
0: exactly yeah it's a great learning experience and you, you never know until you try and I mean similar to what you're kind of saying with describing yourself I I personally am not That much of a risk taker, um, pretty risk averse. I like to calculate everything that I do and decisions Mm -hmm. I make. So I'm not a betting person, but I will on the record say that, I mean, from this conversation with you, I I think that if I were to have to place a bet, I, I would bet on you and you making something work out. I think that it's clear that you have the passion for it. And I think that that's one of the biggest things I've learned in my life so far is that when you're really passionate about it, something like that's the difference maker when you're not passionate then like yeah you probably won't take whatever you're doing to to the next level or make it to a point where you're happy and fulfilled doing you know something especially with how much hours and time you have to commit to it but when you're really passionate i think that makes the world a difference and i can tell that you are and i think that I think that you're going to do some really awesome things um, with you oh, and your partners and I'm really you. excited to hear and see what that turns out to be. Yeah, of course.
1: Yeah. That's, that's so kind. And yeah. What you yeah. said about like, like there, like you kind of just get into like a flow state. I think if you're able mm-hmm. to really find what you're passionate about where it's yeah. like, Oh my gosh, did like six hours really just pass. Right? And like just being able to really get into it and being able to focus that much on something is yeah. such an incredible feeling. And it's really rare. It's so difficult to find. It is. To feel like, I found something that I feel that way about at least for right now. So I'm trying to hold on to it for as long as possible and spend as much of my time working yeah. in that kind of flow state and like in that kind of passion spot.
0: Yeah. And I mean, I just thought of like, when you said that of like, you know, it, it can be rare to find those things and you know, you just want to embrace it and hold on to it and just keep that kind of feeling and that experience. I mean, when right when you're saying that, I just thought of like, just photographs and pictures and I think about like that's why I take pictures because I just want to capture a moment and just never forget it and just really embrace that feeling and it, it just seems very full circle with everything yeah. that free takeout is so I think that's a really cool kind of like connection right there
1: yeah I love that that's so great
0: Awesome. So um, Holly, to anyone that's listening and and they want to check out what you're doing or check out Free Takeout, um, what would be like the best way to get connected or to see what you're doing with that?
1: Yeah. So um, on Instagram, we are at Free Takeout LTD. And then online, we are Um, www.freetakeoutltd.com. And if anybody ever has any questions comments whatever else I am on that Instagram page and on that website so if you send us a DM or submit anything onto our website we will get back to you ASAP
0: okay perfect and I will put um, everything in the description of the episode so if you didn't if you didn't catch it or you just want to click down there you'll be able to find free takeout that way and connect on Instagram and the website mm-hmm. and um, keep an eye out for for the collections um is there anything if you can say anything coming up that we should be kind of keeping our eye on or um is there a certain time that you think the uh like the ski collection is going to be um making its way out
1: yeah so we are pretty low on stock we still have a little bit of every style left for the ski drop but okay um that is starting to dwindle down a little bit and i think that we are all trying to focus on finding jobs after graduation. So probably not another collection till May or June. But okay. um, in the meantime, we might drop a little sprinkles of one or two pieces here or there. You'll just have okay. to follow along to, you know, find out what we're going to do. because <laughs> I don't even know yet, but <laughs> that's the fun part about owning your own business is you get to decide, you know, I can decide a week before, Hey, let's right. do this. And we can make it happen.
0: So that sounds like a perfect reason to go follow Free Takeout on Instagram and to turn on all their notifications so you're getting notified anytime there's a post or story or anything so you can keep up to date and see whether it's, you know, the current stock of a collection or um, a new collection or even like Holly was saying, what could be peppered in here and there that uh, mm-hmm. makes it even more cool and, and limited and and more special. So keep an eye out for sure.
1: <laughs> Absolutely.
0: Awesome. Well, Holly, is there any like last thoughts or message that you want to leave to anyone that's listening to us today?
1: Um, wow, I think that just you know, I think finding your passion and something in life is a really difficult thing to do, and you just have to keep putting yourself out there and finding things where you're like, no, this is not it, because I after enough trial and error, one of those times you're just going to get it right and it's going to stick and it's going to be great. And you're going to say, wow, why did I not think of this three years ago? And it'll all make sense. And everything happens at a certain time for a certain reason. And you just have to have faith in yourself and faith in the process that it's all going to work out because it always does. And thank you for having me on this. This has been so fun.
0: Of course. Yeah. Well, first of all, I think that I might be out of a job with the the way that you just talked about passions and did my job for me. So thank you for that. (laughs) Um, But no, as as Holly said, in all seriousness, I mean, just find what you're passionate about and don't be afraid to try different things and to, you know, quote unquote fail, if you will. Like, I mean, it's not everything's going to work out and that's okay, but just see what's out there. And I promise that there's something for everyone. And there's also a community for everyone. You might think like, oh, I love I don't know, like I'm passionate about yo-yos or something. And you might think like no one else cares about that. But I guarantee like no matter what you're passionate about, there is that community and just seek it out or maybe start your own within your local community or your college or whatever it may be. And you'll see that there's some there's a lot of other people that share those passions. But um, yeah, you know, it's been a pleasure getting to talk with you, Holly, of of course, you're more than welcome um, for being on the podcast. It's been so great to hear about your journey in Free Takeout, and again, I'm I'm just excited. I'm excited to hear what you have coming in the future for you on a personal level and with Free Takeout. And it's just, I have a good feeling that whatever you end up landing on in any aspect, good things are going to come out of it.
1: Oh my gosh, thank you so much. That is yeah, seriously, so kind.
0: Of course. You're very welcome. Well, thank you again for joining us today. And I'm sure we'll be talking soon.
1: Great. All right. All right. Bye. Bye.